Hello, and you are so very welcome to today's podcast episode. Thanks for tuning in. I'm going to be chatting to you today about why taking time for yourself matters and how to do it. That's one of the biggest problems I see with so many women, so many clients, so many um, women in my life that we don't take time for ourselves. And not taking time for ourselves is leading to a lot of problems. And if we can just rewind it back a little bit, I mean, before we start to schedule the workouts, before we start to schedule in the Thrive Times and bring it right back to actually committing to making time for ourselves, we'll become really successful at the action steps that we're actually trying to implement. So before I get stuck in, um, I just wanted to chat to you about my morning this morning. It's a Monday morning. It's a lovely sunny day in Galway. Thank God. It's been raining loads over the weekend. Very difficult to get out for a walk. Um, But I hurt my back when I was sleeping about 10 days ago now, and I haven't been able to work out today. I had to go to a physio. He's a a very busy physio. He always has a wait list. I've been seeing him for the past, oh, I think 15 years now. And um, I got a cancellation for this morning and I went, which meant I couldn't work out. And I'm sitting here at my desk and I'm feeling sluggish and bloated and I cannot get over the difference with the lack of exercise. It's like night and day. Normally, I mean, I take it for granted. I get my workout done. I have a shower. I eat my porridge. I sit at my desk and I am raring to go. And there is nothing negative you can tell me. Well, of course there is, but nothing too negative you can tell me that's going to interrupt how I feel. I just have this lovely ease and flow. I'm so super productive and I feel amazing. That's all gone today. I don't feel 1% like that at all. I feel sluggish. I feel a little bit cranky, a little bit irritable, and I'm really, really trying to keep overwhelm at bay. So I wanted to share this with you. If you are not exercising on a Monday, and I want to tell you, if you're feeling irritable, sluggish, cranky on a Monday, and maybe you're listening to this and it's not Monday and Monday has passed and you can't remember, but I want you to, the next time you get into a Monday, I want you to notice how you feel. And if you feel cranky and irritable and overwhelmed and stressed out and tired, I promise you every single thing I just mentioned right there, you can fix by getting in a workout first thing in the morning. And you know what? It doesn't even have to be a 30 minute workout. It could be a 10 minute workout. You could lift weights for 10 minutes really well, jump in the shower. Honestly, you will feel like a different person. I just wanted to pass that on because I can't get over the difference in myself today. Um, I can't get over it. It's it's insane. So I had a nice weekend. Arthur did his taekwondo grading. So he got his green tag. He's absolutely delighted about. So we kind of had a at-home weekend, which was nice. I got two sea swims in over the weekend and I just pottered about the house and... Um, What did I get up to on Saturday? Went for a walk. Oh, we went into Galway City. We went into town. That was always nice. Did a shop in in Pennies. Got a few bits for the kids. That was always fun. Um, So let's get stuck in. I want to talk to you about the importance of taking time for yourself because I'm chatting to you a lot recently um, in my DMs and on the check-ins and the concept of of time and not taking time for ourselves is coming up over and over and over again. You feeling that you don't have time to take care of yourself. However, I want you to 
do me something. I want you to do something for me. I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to picture the next five years. I want you to imagine yourself with your eyes closed now in five years time. Doing what you're doing now. Five years has gone by and you're still not making the time for yourself. I want you to imagine what that is going to look like for you in your life. Any of the problems that you have right now, are they compounded? Are they worse? If you are overweight listening to this right now and you're struggling to make time for exercise, what is that going to look like for you in five years time? If you are struggling right now with your mental health, if you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious and stressed out and you're busy and you're not taking any time for your mental health, I want you to imagine what that looks like five years from now. And you can do this with all areas of your life, anything that you're not giving time to at the moment. Time to yourself. What is it going to look like if you keep on going as you're going? You see, I feel like we approach this all wrong. I feel like sometimes we want to get fit. We want to lose weight. We want to improve our mental health. So what happens to a lot of us is we just dive right in and try to add more action steps to our already busy schedules. However, there's a step that many of you miss, and that's the step that comes before adding in your workouts and your nutritional action steps and your mental health action steps, and that's making the time. Too many of us try and wing it. We say, okay, I need to lose weight. I I want longevity in my life. I'm going to get healthy. But we don't adapt our schedule. We don't change our schedule at all or start to prioritize ourselves at all. I had a brilliant conversation with a really good friend, Kira Belviso. Many of you know her from this podcast and many members, you know her. She's a member in our group. Um, she's a mindfulness coach and she chatted about the whole idea of, you know, it not being putting ourselves first to the list. And 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 because this has never resonated with me either. Like I, I have two kids, Arthur and Emily. They're nine years old and eight years old. And I have a husband, Joe, who I love so much. And I have two dogs who I love so much. And the idea of me putting myself first never sits never sits well with me because I'm going to put my kids first. However, when you say to yourself, okay, well me too it changes it a little bit and it sits a little bit better. Okay, so not me first, that doesn't sit well with me, but me too. I'm also going to put myself on the list as well as the other people in my life. And if that doesn't sit with you well, think that you're going to put your mental health first. And this really, really resonated with me. Like I said, like the, the, the me first never has resonated with me. But putting your mental health first is really important. If you don't have a good quality of life right now, you have to do something about that in order for you to get a better quality of life. 
I feel like I'm the expert in this because I had no self-care, no boundaries, no respect, no love for myself. And I have been like that right up until 2022. So I can tell you the the knock-on effects of doing that for years, as I'm sure some of you listening can do the same for me about yourself, that you gain weight, you get really unfit, you get really stressed out. I felt really anxious, overwhelmed. I would comfort eat on the couch at night. Food used to feel like it was my only source of comfort. I would binge eat on food. I would binge eat on biscuits. I would comfort eat after dinner. I would eat takeaways. And in those moments where I was eating my Indian takeaway, it felt like it was the biggest escapism ever. It just felt so good for that really short space of time. And then afterwards, I just felt fat and disgusting and horrible. And it was never, ever worth it. It never, ever is worth it, is it? There's so many things I can tell you that went wrong in my life because I didn't take care of myself or I didn't take the time to take care of myself. Mostly massive panic attacks, huge anxiety, massive stress, all these horrible, horrible things that I used to feel. It has such a negative effect on your uh, physical health. You'll gain weight when you don't take time out for yourself. You won't be fit. You'll be overwhelmed. You won't be present for the people that are in your life. You'll find it very difficult to stay healthy. All these things, all these things that are going to hold you back so, so much from feeling good and being healthy. And I promise you, if you spend a little bit of time throughout the week on taking care of yourself, that it is going to have a really positive knock-on effect in all areas of your life. So first of all, I want to go through nine reasons why it is so, so important to take care of yourself and prioritize yourself. And this is for you if you're a woman over 40 and you're overwhelmed and you're busy and you cannot even remember the importance of spending time on yourself and taking time out for yourself. Number one, you've increased responsibility. So women over 40 often find themselves juggling multiple responsibilities, careers, parenting, caregiving for aging parents, caregiving for other people in their lives. So taking care of yourself, taking care of themselves is really, really important to help you recharge and better handle your responsibilities. So even right now, if you're not in the head space to think of yourself, think of the fact that you have so many responsibilities that you're not going to be able to keep going as you're going. Taking care of all these people at the level that you want if you don't recharge your batteries. And you know what another really difficult thing to do when you're taking care of people or if you have a lot of responsibilities and you're not taking time for yourself, and this has ex- happened to me before, is that you experience burnout. And one of the really annoying things about burnout is that burnout can lead to a real deep feeling of uh, demotivation. You can f- you can go through a period of time where you feel really demotivated. Have you ever felt like that? That can be a, a big symptom of burnout. However, if you've got responsibilities like taking care of older parents or a partner or children, and you are feeling super demotivated, 
You have no choice but to continue to take care of those people. However, you have to take really good care of them feeling really demotivated. So in order for you to be able to take care of them and for you to be able and willing and happy with that role, you have to recharge your batteries. You have to. It's a necessity. Number two, the second reason why it's so important to take care of yourself is your physical health. And you know that as you age, us women, as we age, women over 40, our bodies go through various changes, including the menopause. Menopause is such a huge time in our lives where we get hormonal changes, perimenopause, menopause, post-menopause, all these big health changes in our lives. So take, taking time for your self-care, taking time for exercise, for proper nutrition, for regular health checks is really, really important for maintaining good health. What are the things that you've dropped at the minute or that you've not made time for? When was the last time you went to a doctor? Are you good at making sure you get regular checkups? What about going to a physio? Do you have an ache or pain on your body that you haven't been addressing? Self-care comes in all forms and one of them is taking care of our physical health. And sometimes that doesn't just mean diving straight into a workout. It can also mean booking that massage, going to a physio, going and getting your checkup, getting your bloods done. Speaking to somebody about the menopause symptoms that you may be experiencing. It's so important to take care of yourself. One of the reasons is that you have good physical health. Number three, your mental health. Life gets really stressful. Life can get so stressful and self-care activities such as meditation and mindfulness or just taking time to relax with a book can really help reduce stress and improve your mental well-being. Now, I went to rock bottom with my mental health. I suffered very badly with panic attacks and anxiety for years. And it really wasn't until I turned my focus to my mental health and actually took the time to take care of my mental health, just with little bits and pieces every day that I started to really reap the rewards. Life can be a massive struggle when you don't take care of your mental health. And sometimes it really can come down to a choice. Do you keep going as you're going? and struggle along and hope for the best? Or do you put your hands up and say that you have a problem, that you're feeling really stressed out and you can't go on the way you're going? Now, I have a serious issue with asking for help. And over the past five years and throughout COVID, when I was, my work-life balance was really off and I went from owning a gym to running an online coaching company, my work-life balance was, was, was crazily off. I was all work. I was obsessed with work. And that had a massive toll on my mental health. However, the last thing I wanted to do was to tell Joe that I was factually burnt out, that I was doing too much and I couldn't go on the way I was going because I saw that as a sign of failure. Now, over the past 12 months, I have been letting Joe into my life a little bit more and sharing with him moments and times when I'm actually too overwhelmed and I'm doing too much. And because of this, my life has improved so much. Every second week, 
we have a cleaner come to the house for an hour and a half to do the tasks that I am really struggling to do and that I feel really, really stressed out doing because I feel so overwhelmed in other areas of my life. For example, deep cleaning the shower, deep cleaning the bath, deep cleaning the um, the floors. I'm, I'm great at tidying. I'm, I'm brilliant for that. But it's the deep cleaning stuff that really started to get on top of me. And it was only when I shared this with Joe and we chatted it through and we were thinking, OK, well, where is my time best spent after the kids in work? Is it like making and creating podcast episodes, helping my clients as much as I can? Or getting overwhelmed and stressed out about a cleaning job that I absolutely hate anyway. It was just a no-brainer when I said it out loud. It was just a no-brainer when I said, well, I need help in an area. I don't want help in my work. I'd love some help with cleaning the house. So every second Friday morning, her name is Violet. Shout out to you, Violet. Um, She comes over to the house. We have a lovely chat and we get stuck in and it is has been an absolute game changer for me and my life. Um, In work as well, when I have just shared with Joe that I'm too overwhelmed, it's been terrific having somebody there beside me, looking at all my tasks in work, helping me choose the ones that are more important and delegating over to my full-time admin, Jesse, the ones that Jesse can do. That has just been absolutely life-changing for me that I've been able to free up more time, be better at the things that I know I'm strong at and have more time to take care and prioritize my mental health. And I have gone from feeling really anxious and stressed out to like from surviving day to day, not much of a quality of life, everybody first, me second, to a point where I'm at me too. And I know it sounds really weird. I don't know if you're going to relate to this, but I'm still getting a buzz from going over and going for a dip in the sea and having a cup of coffee. I don't know. I just didn't think of doing this kind of stuff for myself. I'm still getting a buzz for like just sometimes sitting and doing nothing with my boundaries up and and, and my family not able to contact me or reading a book or I don't jump up um, out of my seat when somebody comes into a room and, you know, I, I look like I'm relaxing. Yeah, I am relaxing. I don't need to look busy. So I just wanted to kind of pass on these things that I'm doing that have really helped. Um, and they've really helped me unlock my peace and calm. However, I wouldn't have been able to have unlocked my peace and calm if I hadn't chatted it through with somebody and decided to prioritize and take some time for myself. The next thing, the fourth reason why it's so important to take time for yourself is self-identity. And women change the most and all of us are going to face issues related to our self-identity and our sense of purpose. Whether you're a mother who is going to experience um, the the, the times when the kids go home, go away, the empty nest, um, or in your career, when you retire, when you become a grandmother, when your work changes, if you got fired, if you changed careers, we're all very wrapped up in our identity in the present moment. However, taking time out for yourself can really help you nurture your identity and nurture your purpose in life so that you don't get a fright when your kids leave. 
or you don't get a fright when something changes in your life, you find yourself with more free time or you're, you're retired or your career changes and you don't suddenly turn around and go, who am I? Where have I gone? Spending Spending just a little bit of time on this now is so important and really, really critical. The next reason, relationships. Nurturing your relationships is absolutely vital. And when you're overwhelmed with family and friends, it's going to be overwhelmed with work. I meant to say, when you're overwhelmed at work, it's going to be really, really difficult to nurture your connections in your life. So taking time out to make sure you're nurturing your relationships with your partner and your children and your friends is so, so vital, will prevent burnout and make sure that you've got emotional energy, that you're feeling happy, that you're feeling like you're in love and that you love and that you feel good. All this stuff that I never really used to nurture. I no wonder I felt so bad all the time. No wonder I was overweight. No wonder I was turning to food. We think way too often that we're overweight and that we're unfit because we're not working out enough and we're not eating well. And yeah, of course, that's right. But we're we're not eating well for a reason. And the weight loss industry wants you to believe that it's not for a reason. It's just that you don't know what to eat. And everything out there in the weight loss industry is geared towards just telling you what to eat. And it's just not about that. It's so much more than that. It's about, it's, a, it's about this. It's about learning about yourself, discovering yourself, discovering why you're overeating, discovering why you're struggling to turn up to workouts. And one of those reasons is that you're not taking time for yourself. Longevity is another reason to take care of yourself. Living a long and healthy life. Maintaining a healthy diet, exercising and managing your stress can contribute to a long and healthy life. And that is just so important as we get older. Do you want a healthy life? Are you overwhelmed with work and stress and overwhelm? Are you way too busy? Are you going to be able to keep this level of busyness up? Do you want to? Society makes us think that Being really busy is really cool. That the hustle is really cool. I don't agree with that anymore. I'm looking for more calm and peace in my life now. I'm going against the grain. I am working at doing what I do really well. However, I am working at doing a lot less. And the knock-on effect is that I will excel in what I do. Self-confidence, number seven. The seventh reason why it's so important to take care of yourself. As women over 40, the aging process, menopause, hormonal changes, our confidence is going to take a batter, especially when our identity shifts and we get empty nests or we change in our career. It's coming down the tracks if it's not with you already. And when you prioritize self-care and you have little action steps dotted throughout the week, you're going to gain in confidence. You just are. You're going to improve in your confidence. So you don't have to go and read like loads of books about how to improve your confidence. The act of, of, of having action steps in your life every week is going to improve your confidence. Well, the wonderful thing about striving to be fit and healthy is that you have all these amazing benefits that you get from focusing on a few key action steps. And the only way you're going to get to focus on a few key action steps is if you actually make the bloody time for yourself. Setting an example is number eight. 
being a role model for people is super motivating for me. I love the idea that maybe some of my peers or my family are watching me and watching the action steps that I do, not what I say, and that they're seeing me boundary up and prioritize myself and engaging in the community and having hobbies and working out and eating healthy. And that they might be going, wow, I want to do that too. That's cool. And the reason that I think that is because this is how I think. And I had a coach a few years ago who was so regimented on his uh, boundaries and his self-care was through the roof. And I just thought it was so inspiring. I love looking at people that are doing things that I want to do. And maybe you can be that person too for your family and the people that are watching you and the people that are work, they'll be thinking, she is so cool. Look at the look at the way she just finishes work when she said she's going to. Look at the way she just takes care of herself. And number nine, your quality of life. There's always another level. That's what Tony Robbins says. There's always another level. When you take care of yourself, your quality of life is going to improve. You're going to be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor, pursue your interests and find joy in the everyday rather than living for the weekend. Do you want to find the joy in every day? Do you want to feel good every day? Do you want to feel happy and relaxed and content? Do you want to say goodbye to overwhelm and stress and tiredness and crankiness? You can do it. However, you have to make choices and you have to approach your day differently because what has got you to this point is not going to get you to the point where you want to go. You're going to have to change your approach. And once you're committed to change, oh my God, your whole world opens up. You don't have to commit to the, to the end result. You, you trust the process. You know that's going to come. However, you can commit to taking a new approach. And if something hasn't been working for you, or if it's not working for you currently, change it. Put your hands up. Would you believe from March 2020 to like, I, I can't remember, was it, my clients will know this more than I will, like maybe November 2022, I solidly provided five live workouts per week for my clients. When I was recommending that, that you guys do three, I was doing five. And even back in COVID, I didn't understand the concept of why it was so important to, to say me too, and really think about my life and the self-care I needed to implement on myself before I then helped everybody else. It was such a huge wake-up call when I got burnout. It really made me question what the hell I was at. And I genuinely surprised myself at the lack of respect and self-care I had shown myself on a self-conscious level. These things are never even on a conscious level. You don't spend your day thinking, I'm the bottom of the list. I don't come first. And that's kind of what social media makes you think it is kind of going to show up as. You're kind of, you're consciously making this effort to put yourself last. And that's why I think this message doesn't resonate with so many people. And it didn't resonate with me because, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk out there of you're putting yourself last, but you're not intentionally doing it. You're, you don't wake up on a Monday and say, right, here I go, bottom of the list. 
you just find yourself really busy and really overwhelmed. The only way I was able to change was through reflection. And I know Trisha McHale is is a guest on this show, psychotherapist. She always says this. She always says the answer is in reflection, that we don't reflect enough. And when I started reflecting on my life and the burnout I, I was feeling and the showing up for a live workout five days a week, week in, week out, week in, week out, all through COVID. And I actually stopped to reflect on that. I got such a shock. If you're scared of change, if you're scared of what some people are going to think when you make decisions and when you make changes in your life, I heard this really cool tip that I've started implementing recently. Name the person out loud and say to yourself, I'm not changing my life because I'm worried about what X is think- will think. And honestly, when you say it out loud, it's so funny because you're going, because you kind of go, oh my God, here's this change that I really want to make in my life, my life, that's going to benefit me in a huge way. And I know it's a really authentic change and one that's going to sit really well with me. However, I'm scared to make the change because of Joe Bob down the road. That's like, oh my God, Joe Bob is keeping me from making a change. Honestly, that one little exercise, I'm doing it every week, has changed my life. So now on to the next part of this episode. And I want to chat to you about the things that I have done to change my life to help me make time for myself. And number one, it has all started with boundaries. I have never had any boundaries in my life. Now I am super boundaried up. I am regimented in my boundaries, just like my old coach was. I find boundaries in people now really inspiring. So what I do is I map out my week and I put my breaks in first and my time out first and my sea dips and my walks and then I put work on top of that and I say the time and the the time that I finish work and that I start work every day and that's my map that's what I'm working with that's where the work will go initially you have to know your time off you have to know when you're taking your coffee breaks, your tea breaks, your lunch breaks, what time you finish work and when you begin work and that's not you being lazy That's putting yourself in the list. You know you're a really hard worker. You don't need to prove that to anybody. So let's start with your breaks first. Because people like you and me, we don't need to be told to work harder. That comes easy to us. So if if the work comes easy to you and the boundaries are difficult to you, then it makes sense that 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 you put your breaks in first. So don't get a fright. Don't be thinking, oh my God, then I'll I'll just feel really lazy doing that. Remember that you're an A player. You don't have to worry. You're you're, you're listening to this. You are not lazy. You're a hard worker. So you've got to focus on the areas that you're weaker in at the moment. And I'm guessing for you, it's the same as me. You're weaker on your downtime. So let's start with the downtime. What time do you finish work? What time do you end work? When are your breaks? When are your lunch breaks? When are you getting fresh air? When are you going to work out? My second tip for you is to stop being so time obsessed with your self-care. I sometimes feel so many of us are perfectionists that we think, well, we don't have 30 minutes to work out, so we'll do nothing. I can only go around the block for 10 minutes of fresh air, so I won't bother. I can't journal. I don't have time, so I won't bother. 
I can't go for a swim in the sea. I only have 10 minutes. So I won't bother. And if we just kept our habits, but made the things non-time committal, we'd fly it. For example, I have a client. Her name is Mary. Mary, you know who I'm talking about you, Mary T. Um, very busy, overwhelming past couple of weeks. She went from the 30 minute workouts to the 10 minute workouts. Another time, just recently, she wasn't working out at all. She was doing other habits like her Thrive Times. Felt overwhelmed, so she got stuck into the 10-minute workout. So she kept her habit of exercise up. It's the same with me with journaling. I have been super busy. The journaling I let drop a little bit. One of my self-care action steps that I wasn't doing much. So instead of dropping it completely, I decided to just do one minute. So get rid of the time constraints. If you can't sit down and do a Thrive Time for 10 minutes, do five. If you can't do a 30-minute workout, do 10. If you can't go for a walk for 20 minutes, go for five minutes. You're keeping up with your habit. You're reinforcing your consistency. You're taking time out for yourself. In my opinion, and this is just my opinion, a 15-minute workout uninterrupted just for you is far superior than a 30-minute workout where you've got your phone on, you've got your notifications, you've people running in and out of the room, you're not taking care of yourself. I'm just speaking from experience that any time that I have made precious precious just for me that I haven't let anybody interrupt has been far more beneficial for my mental health than pretending to do something and doing it half-arsed and multitasking. Multitasking is the biggest con in the world. That's my third tip. Do one thing at a time. Every single time I bring multitasking back in my life, my mental health suffers. I start to get really stressed out, really anxious, really overwhelmed, and my quality of life drops. Put your boundaries up first. Number two, make sure you're not obsessing about the time of doing things. Number three, do one thing at a time. Number four, know what's driving you. Make sure you know what's driving you. Look look at your week. Look at all the things that you're doing and make sure that you're not being driven to do them by a lack of self-worth or thinking that you're not good enough. And that was a big game changer for me in my business. There was loads of things I was doing in my business for the wrong reasons. I, when, I, when, I, when I looked deep into it, I was doing a few things because I felt that I wasn't worthy, that I shouldn't be sitting still, that I should be kind of like, it's a kind of feeling like there's a camera on you, like a hidden camera on you, my own hidden camera, and that I wanted to be busy working the whole time or else I didn't care enough. And now that's fucked up. It's just, it's just such a fucked up way of thinking, but that's how I've been thinking for all these years. That, that was one of the drivers. And it's one of the reasons why I was doing so much. And now I've streamlined everything and I'm streamlining things all the time. And that is only making things better for everybody. So I encourage you to look at your week and look at all of your tasks and everything that you do and ask yourself, are you doing this for the right reasons or are you being driven for reasons that are not serving you? And anything that you're doing that isn't serving you, drop it, get rid of it. Better to sit with the uncomfortable feelings, better to sit with the feeling of not being good enough than to just mask it in busyness. Every time we mask something, we're just... We're not being truthful with ourselves. If we're feeling stressed out and we're calling it a sweet tooth. Oh, I just had something last night because I had a sweet tooth. No, I'm guessing that you comfort it. 
sweet tooth like that expression just frustrates me so much it's something that I said to myself all the time if you can't stop eating after dinner there's something else going on it's not just a sweet tooth but we're only prolonging the pain we're only masking the problem if you can't show up to your workout it's not that you, you you've no time it's that you're not prioritizing yourself why is that there's always a why behind this stuff always a why behind this stuff my last tip that I want to give you is to pick a couple of non-negotiables and get stuck in with that, whatever that is for you. For me, it is exercise, walks, and drinking two liters of water every day. I would be absolutely lost without those three non-negotiables. So remember, get your boundaries up on your calendar. Have the time you go to work, the time you finish work, your coffee breaks, your lunch breaks. Remember, you want to work on the stuff that you're weaker at. Remember, I know you can work really hard. We're not going to work on that. We're not going to work on how to work more. You don't need that. Number two, one thing at a time. Just focus on one thing at a time. Number three, Make sure you go through your week and any tasks that you're doing or anything that you're doing at all, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Anything you're doing for the wrong reasons, get rid of it. Check yourself to ask yourself, do you do things because you feel like you're not worthy or you're not good enough or you've got a bit of imposter syndrome? Number four, do your non-negotiables. Decide what they are. Put them on your calendar and keep it super simple. I hope you found this podcast episode helpful. And if you did, and if you enjoyed it, could you do me a favor? Could you rate it on whatever platform you're on, whether that's Spotify or Apple? Could you just rate it? It just means that it gets in front of more people. Thank you so much for listening. Head on over to Instagram if you're free and let me know what you thought of this episode or if you have any more tips to share. Thank you and all my love.